0: Are you looking to sharpen your command and leadership skills? The 2024 Blue Card Hazard Zone Conference is coming back to the Sharonville Convention Center in Cincinnati, Ohio, September 30th through October 4th. Immerse yourself in five days of targeted command education and leadership training at the 2024 Blue Card Hazard Zone Conference. This is your opportunity to recharge your command skills and stay at the forefront of incident command best practices. This year, we've added a certification lab, September 30th through October 2nd. Also added, a Mayday workshop October 1st to October 2nd. The General Conference is on October 3rd and 4th. The May Day workshop is filling up fast, and our early bird pricing of $415 each for the General Conference is a limited-time offer. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Register now at HazardZoneBC.com. Welcome back, B-Shifters. John Vance here, your host. Glad to have you along today for our conversation with Rich Merritt. We're going to talk with Rich about digital combustion. And if you don't know what that is or Fire Studio, you'll find out today. It is the platform that Blue Card runs its simulations on, but it's also a very powerful simulation package that allows you to uh, build your own simulations. So we'll talk to Rich a little bit about all of that. Rich is an interesting guy. Him and his partner, Doug, started this company 23 years ago um, out of their uh, houses in Southern California, where they're both firefighters, firefighters first technical guys second. So uh, they have great firefighting experience that they can actually put into the simulations. So thanks for being here today with our conversation with Rich Merritt. Let's hit it. All right, we're with uh, Rich Merritt from Digital Combustion. And uh, to start off with, Rich, just tell us a little bit about yourself and (laughs) how you started digital combustion.
1: Well, it's an interesting story because, uh, when we when we first started, uh, Doug Prock that my, you know, he was my paramedic partner in the, we worked in Southern California and we had got into doing a lot of the video production for the fire department just by chance. It was kind of, we were the kind of the tech guys at the time. And so we had been doing a lot of that. And one day we walked into the uh, library at the station and there was like some stick figure drawings of a house, with some smoke coming out of it and, you know, it said A, B, C, D on it and some some writings north-south and some other things on it. And I, I, I was asking, I go, what's that? And they said, well, that was they had the captain's test in there and that was the simulator. And I said, <laughs> what? I go, that was a simulator? And so I got to thinking, and, and at the time, this was in the 90s, and I, I was self-taught, I was fascinated with uh, 3D animation. And that was when it was just really starting in its, in its early stages. And so I was self-taught. Um, in 3d animation and i thought hey you know there's there's a way to make smoke and fire in in the 3d world and so you know between doug and i we started experimenting with um a better way of doing it you know some some way to come up with some sort of system where we could do a simulator um using 3d animation that was that was the original um focus on it and so we started experimenting and that's really how uh digital combustion was born we started uh getting some programming done and we started you know figuring out a way to move smoke and fire around on a screen and you know we had we had some people that we hired to try and figure things out and um you know so in the, in the end we we finally came up with a product but but at that time it, you know we're talking you know late 90s the computers were nowhere near what they are today so you couldn't do any of this stuff in real time And so our first product was actually on a laser disc. And you know, I'm, I'm not sure how many of your listeners even know what a laser disc is, but it was, it was like a big giant DVD before there was DVDs. And, and it was the only thing where we could put different scenes on it and then have random access to it. So we'd have the front view of the building, the rear view of the building in various stages of fire. And you actually had a barcode reader in the manual. So if you wanted to go to the rear of that building to see what was happening, you would scan the barcode and it would, it would jump to that seen. So everything was pre-rendered. And so we had, you know, a couple of commercial buildings and a couple of residential buildings, and that was our product. You know, it was, it was a laser disc. And, um, the first show we went to, you know, you don't, you don't have any idea how the public, you know, firemen are going to look at this. It's something completely new that no one's ever seen before. And we, you know, we talked to, you know, one minute we're thinking, oh, this is, this is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then, you know, two minutes later, no one's going to buy this. There's no one's going to buy this. You know, so we played those games with ourselves. But um, so we did the first show. It was a fire instructors conference in San Jose, and so we brought Doug's big giant 32 inch TV from home because he had the, he had the biggest TV of anybody. And uh, so we lugged that thing down there with a, t- a table, and we had our cardboard sign, and uh, started showing our laser disc when the show opened. And probably within 15 minutes, we had. 10, 15 people deep at our booth lined up looking at it because no one had ever seen anything like that. And so, you know, that was it. We, we thought we had, we had made it.
0: <laughs> you know, cool. You know, then,
1: then we realized it. you know, even though all these people said they were going to buy it, we thought they were going to, well, they said they were going to buy it. Well, you know, with fire department budgets and all that, some of that might take six months, eight months, nine months, or even next year. So, you know, we, we finally got, you know, a few orders trickling in and then, you know, it went from there. And so that's how it really started. And then until until the computers caught up, you know, we didn't have a computer program and until a few years later when Fire Studio One finally
0: came out. The blue card program is based on recognized recognition prime decision making. Did you guys even have that discussion or you were you just trying to make sims? Did you know that it laid in very well with with RPM?
1: Well, at the time, no. I mean, we we knew that you know, people were, were doing simulators, you know, whether it was sometimes they just put a picture up and then at the time there was that sand.
0: We had uh, one of those, the, you know, the overhead projector, Yeah, the overhead yeah. projector with the yeah. sand and yeah. you
1: know, you could, you could brush it away. And if you happened to bump the screen, the fire was in the sky, and, <laughs> but people were doing that. And so we knew what the concept was and we knew why we wanted to do it. But I think, you know, even blue card, you know, wasn't even a thought at that point. And, um, but, but at that, at that time, Phoenix Fire Department with the Brunicini's, they were really early adopters of Fire Studio. They loved the concept and they loved the, what, what they were able to do with it even back then. And so they were, the fact that they were early adopters, of course, helped us because people looked to Phoenix like, oh, well, if Phoenix likes it, then it, it must be good. And so we, we had some credibility early on, which really helped our company grow.
0: A lot of people have the players, but let's talk a little bit about the, um, the authoring program the instructor's package. How is that different? So from what most people see on the screen as a user where you're just playing, then you upgrade to an instructor. How explain a little bit how that's different, because I think a lot of people, they don't see that for the first time until you show them or they, they get on your, your website and see it. So let's talk a little little bit about the difference between playing and authoring.
1: Yeah. So, so, you know, like you said, we do have a player and then an authoring mode and and we get a lot of Blue Card customers with that exact question they're saying well what can I do with this um, instructor edition that you have and and basically the everything that's made that you see that Blue Card makes they make it on the instructor edition so that's where all the authoring goes on um where you're taking your pictures you put your backgrounds in then you can put the smoke fire hazmat elements victims whatever you're going to do you can put that all together in the instructor edition and then those anything that you make in the instructor edition can then be played back on the player that, that most of the blue card people will see. And so when it gets to the point where they've, they've done their blue card Sims or they're going to have a test and they want to do different things or they, they want some local buildings of their own. Uh, that's when we get the call, you know, from a typical blue card customer that says, Hey, we want to make our own simulations. Now, what do we need? And that what they need is the instructor edition at that point. Mm
0: -hmm. And and how do you do that? How, what's that cost generally? And, what advice would you give to somebody who's going to start authoring their own stuff?
1: Well, the big thing is 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 when you look at a blue card sim, and the, you know, there's a lot of them. I think there's over fifty, you know, major sims that you guys include with your instructors. Those are really involved simulations. I mean, there's multiple views, there's multiple stations, there's there's all sorts of different things with with a lot of slides. And so a lot of people think that when oh we're going to get the uh, instructor edition and then we're going to make a sim and, and in their head they're thinking of a blue card sim well th- there's there's no way someone can sit down for the first time and make a sim to that level i mean those are those are people that have been doing it for years and 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 you know very familiar with the software and very familiar with what they want to do with that sim so i always tell people when you first start start off very simple you know just do some maybe some sets and rep stuff where you're just showing maybe one single view of the building and maybe it's just the first 10 minutes of that fire so someone's got to come on they got to do their report on conditions and they've got to figure out what kind of you know what are they going to need to put this fire out initially and so then you could run your 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 different uh, crews through it your company officers can go through those sets and reps and just looking at a single view of a, of a simulation and and then build from there and then once they once they're comfortable building sims and then they go, okay, let's do something maybe with, with two views. Maybe we have the front and the rear view of, you know, and so then they can build on it from that. Um, another thing that I always tell people when they're, when they first start building sims is, is that, you know, you have to have, know why you're building the sim to begin with. So some people will just take a picture of a building and start slapping a bunch of smoke and fire on it, but have some sort of idea. Like, well, what are we trying to accomplish with this simulation? What are we, do we have a weakness in what our guys are doing? And we want to, we want to, um, Target that in this simulation so that when we run guys through it, we're reinforcing some concept that we want them to understand that maybe they're not doing. And then the other thing I, I'll tell uh, customers is that when you build that sim, don't always be thinking of command level personnel like oh this is like a promotional assessment center this is a something for a battalion chief or you know that we're going to do because when you get this down at the crew level this is some of my my favorite training that we even had back where i worked is is that you can just sit around as a crew put a simulation up there and you know you've got like a new tailboard fireman that he hasn't seen any fire and you can you can put up something on the screen and say hey what's going to kill you If you, if you go in there, what, you know, how are we going to stay safe? What, what do you think we should do on this? And then the company officers can see what his crew, what, what's their level of knowledge? What do they expect? And he can say, well, um, here's what I would order and here's why. And they can have just those discussions in a kind of a non-threatening, you know, not, it's not a test. It's just, Hey, we're all just talking about this building that's two blocks from our station that we might have a
0: fire on that night. And, uh, it's, it's super powerful to, to have that kind of training. That's good stuff. And what I like to do is even if, you know, if if it's five slides, four slides is storyboard it out. So, you, you know, ahead of time, like this is what I want, you know, are we going to go defensive on it or, you know, what what tactics are we going to want to talk about? And then you storyboard that out and you you build the SIM. And I think that's wonderful advice to not make it overcomplicated because when we started building SIMs before blue card, we got digital combustion and it was 90 hours of overtime we were budgeting per sim that we were doing because we were trying to do full-blown phoenix sims instead of what you're suggesting which is i think fantastic um as far as faqs go because we all get them on how digital combustion works um what's the what's the the biggest questions you get and then what are the tools that you have for your users to, to navigate all that
1: well the biggest uh, you know obviously the biggest question we, we get is well can i use my own pictures in it and so you know of course you can that's what it's built for and you can take those pictures with a cell phone you know the biggest thing is is that you've got you've got to get those pictures into the computer and, and and you know there's various ways of doing that whether you're on a mac or windows but uh, you know one of the, it brings up an interesting point because of the faq that you're talking about one of the biggest questions i'll get initially is how easy is this to use? And I always answer, it's like, well, that's not an easy question because a lot of times what happens is that someone will buy Fire Studio, like someone will see it at a show, maybe it's the, maybe it's the training officer, maybe it's the chief, maybe it's somebody else, but they say, hey, this is the greatest thing, we want simulations in our department. So they they take it back and they're going to say, okay, Joe's our training officer. Joe, we want you to make us simulations. This is the best thing. We're so happy. Just make us simulations. Well, that Joe could be one of two people. Joe could be, um, a super tech guy that loves working with computers, or he could be maybe a guy toward the end of his career that doesn't know how to, doesn't even like using Microsoft Word. And so if you give it to that Joe, he's not going to be successful and he's going to say it's really hard and he can't use it. You give it to someone else who's, who, who likes being in the computer world, who, who uses computers and they're comfortable with it, then it's going to be very easy. I mean, we, we built it for ourselves. I mean, we've been doing this for, almost 24 years now and you know we built it for ourselves you know Doug and I both had you know we both had 30 years in the fire service and so I think that's why we've been successful is because we we kind of know from the fire department from the firefighter standpoint of ha- how we want it to work and of of course it can't be overly technical because we want we want as many people to be able to use it as they can so that's that's probably our biggest question is is how easy is it to use and you know as far as what you have as far as resources we've got uh, you know, a full printed manual that you can print out on a PDF. We've got tutorial videos on, a, on our YouTube channel, um, all sorts of self-help things that you can. And then we give you free tech support, you know, so you, you, if you're a customer of ours and you need, you need help, you can call our 800 number and we'll, we'll call you back and talk you through stuff. You can email us and say just, just with this question, if we can answer it on email, we will, if it, if it's a little more complicated than that, we call you back and we'll talk you through it and, uh, you know, I'll have people come up in our shows and they'll say, Hey, I've been, I've been trying to do this for three months. I can't figure it out. And I'm like, well, you should just give us a call. And so I'll show them and maybe it takes us five minutes to figure it out. And so I always encourage people, if, if you're a customer of ours, just, just call us or email us. If you have trouble,
0: don't struggle because we're, we're there to help you. And the, the, one of the other cool things is you guys are firefighters maybe you're nerds. I don't know. <laughs> you're not, ner- I mean that, 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 from day one, that that's been the great thing about working with you guys is you're firefighters. You understand it. You didn't start this as a technical company. You started this as a fire simulation program and that's the spirit in which, you know, you're continuing on. So, you know, there, there's so many products out there and I, and I joke about the nerd thing, but uh, there's so many products out there that a company just wanted to start because they're a tech company. And they didn't really understand the end user and you guys get it because you're firefighters and you know, you know, the questions and you know, the, the product that uh, people want to get at the the end of things. The other thing is there's a video for everything. I mean, you can go to between YouTube and your website, if you're having problems loading something or creating something, you know, you guys have great tutorial videos uh, to, to step everybody through this. And the, the the other thing that I really love is it's a one-time fee, right? There's not annual subscription fees or is there an annual subscription fee?
1: No. And that's what, uh, and, and we tell people this all the time because you know, most, most software companies, including our competitors, they've all moved to a subscription model. We know in the fire service being, being there for 30 years, your training budget, if you have one is the first thing that's going to get whacked in a budget crisis. And so they're going to The last thing we want you to do is to buy our simulator and you've got all these SIMs and you, you've got a program going and you've got monthly training going. And then, they say, Hey, we can't, we can't fund this this next year. So next thing you know, your software gets turned off and your, your program's dead. So with our program, you, you, uh, you buy it, you own it. It's yours. And then what we do is we have a really long development cycle in between versions. So like we came out with Fire Studio six, I think in 2016, and we're just releasing, uh, Fire Studio seven in the next month or two. And, you know, so that's a long time in between but that doesn't mean we weren't developing the program we've been we've been updating it for free for all of our customers in that whole period of time because we don't want because we know that anytime even if it's an upgrade you've got to you've got to go to budget and you've got to get it approved and you've got to convince somebody that that you need it and so we try and make it so that all the incremental updates are free and then when we do a major upgrade like fire studio seven is then it's a fair upgrade price but we don't ever make you I mean, we, we actually had a customer yesterday at, at our show and they, they said, Hey, I think we have this, but we lost it. We don't know. I don't even know what version it is. So we looked it up and they weren't even in our regular records. We had to go back and back. Well, we finally found out that in 2002, they had Fire Studio one. Yeah. Well, guess what? They get still get the upgrade price from that. They get to upgrade to Fire Studio seven, you know, from. Back in 2002, almost
0: 20 years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. What's new in Fire Studio 7?
1: Well, the big thing is, is we had, there's a couple things, both, both, uh, in the Windows world and the Mac world, they're all, um, changing their graphic subsystem. So, both in Windows 10 and, you know, their future versions. So we, we get all the, 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 you know, the information coming out saying, Hey, for developers, this is where we're going. Same thing with Mac. I mean, they, they built their own chip, you know, so they're going, they're moving away from Intel chips and their graphic subsystem. They have a, an M1 chip that, that's coming out. And so we had to change the entire program, um, their graphic subsystem. So we just reprogrammed the thing in a completely new language. And so we tried to future proof it now for years to come because we know it's coming out. So that, we did everything under the hoods completely different than what we did is we we've got a new, the fire, the fire that we're coming out with on seven is, is you won't even believe it because it it looks so real and we've got different um, all the different structure elements. So you've got beams and angles and windows and and all those can put, be put in and they look so real that, that you won't even believe that, that it's a simulation. I mean, that's our biggest compliment. If someone's if someone comes up and says, where'd you get that video that's my biggest compliment. If someone thinks that something they're looking at is real. So you, the the realism's up a notch. We've done, we've got a lot of new different layers that come in. We've got new victims. We've got, now we've got trees that you can put in front. So a big problem has been taking. If you have a picture of a building with a tree in front of it, it's really almost impossible to mask that off to put something behind it. Well, now we've got trees that you can do. We've got all sorts of um, new graphics for, you know, the, the ABCD side, alpha, delta, all the all the different things, vegetation, power lines, and we just tried to again. Every time we we come out with new things, our whole thing is is trying to make it look more real. And so I just say that Fire Studio Seven is more real than it's ever been.
0: Cool. Well, is there anything else you want to let people know about while we're talking?
1: Well, the big thing is is then you know, of course, the new version we'll put out an actual announcement, it'll be on our website and it'll be, um, we'll probably put out an email blast to all our current customers. So if you're interested in upgrading, you know, of course it'll, you, you'll find out about it in the next month or so. And then as far as if there's any questions like for the the customers of blue card that are, are just using the player edition and are interested in finding out more about the uh, instructor edition, I mean, certainly, you know, the show is a great thing, but you can always go to our website and then, if you shoot, shoot me an email, you know, just send something to support at digitalcombustion.com. It comes to both Doug and I and we get back to you personally and, and, um, we'll help you through it. We'll help you through any kind of budget process that you go through and, and hopefully get people using it. I mean, we, that's our, our goal is, is just, you know, of course we want the more people that use it, we think that it, it helps and we think it helps your customers and we think it helps, you know, your, save your personnel.
0: Awesome. Well, Rich, thanks for being with us today.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me
0: and that wraps up this episode of b shifter thanks so much for joining us today we put these out every two weeks so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of them we may do more in the future but right now that's what our schedules can do Also, please rate this podcast if you can, too. That helps us uh, attract a few more listeners. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to go to the show notes and look me up there and pass them my way. If you have any suggestions or guest ideas, we'd be happy to hear those, too. Until next time, thanks a lot for listening to B-Shifter, and please be safe.